0: So cool. That was such a feel-good story. Yeah, and we're gonna ignore the fact that the only reason we got to have that feel-good story is because the Leafs are in cap hell. Yes, we are gonna ignore that. Shut up. Let's go. Give me what I want. Kick down the door. Drew, you are not doing this. Not nice. There's a giant head. You hear yourself. I made like two thousand of these. I'd like to have fun with you wherever you are. Welcome to LFR. Puppies! Oh, it's I'll throw it better next time. Hey, are you gonna cry and poop yourself because of a heartwarming moment at the end of a blowout game? No, because you're a dog, and th- that's why I love dogs. That's why I love you. You you left way too early. Woo! Leafs win, seven one, Woo! over the Montreal Canadiens. And hey, if you think you know which way it's gonna go, then head on over to Sports Interaction. When the puck drops, when the ball. Throws is that how it goes? Sports Interaction has you covered. Pre-game live betting on all major sports and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn and download the Sports Interaction app using the QR code that you see on the screen. But only if you're 19 plus. Please play responsibly. For example, two dollars. Steve here put two dollars on Sidney Crosby getting 1,500 points this season, and look, he did it on my two dollar bet. I won. Let me check. Oh, 350. Let's go. Free coffee Sunday. So. Wow! 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 Um, there's not a whole lot to, to to go with that game. Not a whole lot of nuance. Um, the puck dropped. The the official dropped the puck at the opening faceoff, and that was the last time the Habs were in it. Like even kind of. These are the shots by period. Eighteen to one. 18 to 1! I've never seen this! 18 to 1! Like that's hilarious because Ilya Samsonov like obviously later in the game like he was laboring a little bit but because of that first period he really only had to play 40 minutes. Chris Weidman was all mad about Jed Alexander getting in for the final 70 seconds and we'll get to that in a little bit but I think he could have played from the opening face-off and the Leafs still would have won. The wild thing is again like the Leafs have had a few games like this recently where they've squashed their opponents only looking like semi-engaged. Like the Leafs again were just generally dialed? They weren't playing their best I don't think. They weren't playing takeover world beater globetrotter hockey. I think it's just that the Habs were going through the motions. That and the Habs are rebuilding and everyone's injured yada yada but I've seen weaker teams put up stronger efforts. Because the Leafs are resting Brody and Riley, Gustafson. a bit of a clunky entrance and Matthews and Marner go back and forth and how do you still have a goal? Like the Leafs were in milestone mode. The second Marner got that he's like yeah I'm getting 30 tonight. And he sets up John Tavares for the second of the game and he's like yeah I might get a hundred points too! The beginning of the second is the first actual sign of life that the Montreal Canadiens showed in the game and it still wasn't enough. There were eight goals in this game, seven of them counted for the Leafs and the one against the Leafs was scored by a Leaf! Kovacevic shoots it and it goes off Marner's skate! And the Habs pulled within one despite playing 20 minutes of garbage. But like 90 seconds later, Ryan O'Reilly's out on the ice on a line with John Tavares and William Nylander. Imagine being Sheldon Keefe and actually writing that down. Imagine being an NHL coach and that's just your life. Filling out the marker board in the morning like, I feel like a kid playing Hutt with a stolen credit card. Like dude, your top six is Bunting, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, O'Reilly, Nylander and you go oh right yarn croaks out. And Marner scores his 30th of the season for back-to-back 30 goal seasons! LESS than a minute later, the Habs, oh they thought, they thought. They weren't. It's 4-1 at the end of the second, it's not close. Power play early in the third, it's even not closer. Tavares bangs in his second of the game, it's reviewed for goaltender interference and I throw up my hands because I have no idea. O'Reilly was standing in the crease but then Matheson knocked him into his own goalie Stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing that! By the way, a really funny play. I, I wish, I wish so bad I could show footage because O'Reilly gets knocked down and Montembeau as he's sprawling accidentally throws his goalie stick at O'Reilly's face. Take it from a guy whose dog broke his nose just a few months ago There's something about getting hit in the face. You just make a silly face! There's something about getting hit in the face that makes you go BLEH! That wasn't even the worst one! He took a puck to the face tonight, no one noticed. Goal counts lol. Marner yeets a backhand pass up the ice in the general direction of the offensive zone. A Habs defenseman kicks it straight onto Matthews stick, why would you do that? He scores. And then on the power play because Poetic justice. Matthew shoots it and I would've liked for him to get 40 there. I would have liked it, but bunting gets the final goal and I think that's great. Now I just ran through the goals because I mean the the Leafs killed them. They killed them. There was nothing on the line for either of these teams. The Leafs are just trying to not get hurt before the end of the season and the Habs straight up look like they were collecting a paycheck. I mean their version of the playoffs are coming up too. Like listen, the Habs are bad. They're bad right now. They're not supposed to be this bad, because of all the injuries, but they're still kinda best case scenario, I think they're roughly what the sends are. If that makes sense. Like they might have been on the fringe of that second wildcard battle that's going on in the East. But we all know it's a young team, and they're gonna get better, and they're gonna get better quick. Playoff experience is great, but long off seasons are probably just as good if not better for development. And these guys don't want to get hurt right before they head into a time of the year that might actually be more strenuous on their body than an NHL schedule. It was two teams playing shinny and one was better at it. But at the very end, the Leafs, with 70 seconds to go, take Elias Samson out of the net and replace him with Jet Alexander. Now I can't remember, but I I think we talked about Jet Alexander before. There were features written on him. He's basically the resident e bug for the Toronto Maple Leafs, or whoever is in town for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I I think he's their practice goalie as well, or he's one of them. But tonight was a little different because he was a Leaf, an actual straight up Leaf, under contract Leaf, on an ATO, an amateur tryout. He was the backup. Like when the game began, it was. Samsonov and him. If Samsonov got hurt, it'd be him. There was a reason why they did this, and I'm going to read off a of Cap Friendly because it's over my head. Cap Friendly's Twitter. The Leafs currently have $28,750 in LTIR, that's long term injury reserve cap space. This essentially gave them the choice of Wayne Simmons or Joseph Wool for tonight. With $28,750 in LTI space, This also gives them just enough space to sign Matthew Nyes after sending down Simmons. The contract would have to have no performance bonuses to fit under the cap though. We also believe and are trying to confirm it opens up the opportunity to sign Nyes and recall Wall. Number one, play tonight short creating an emergency situation. Number two, send Simmons down. Number three, sign Nyes, Number four, recall wool with a $0 cap hit. R-E-E. I don't know what that means. The order of operations is important here. So basically, the Leafs are like about to sign Matthew Nyes. I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced like before the end of this video. Although it's a bit of a difficult situation. So Minnesota and the NCAA that Matthew Nyes plays for, and also Mike Coster, who's also a Leaf prospect, their season just ended. They were in the final and they lost. But there's gotta be a quick turnaround here and Nice has to recover and sign an NHL contract because the Leafs have left just enough, just enough to sneak him onto their team. The Leafs have three games left, I wouldn't be shocked to see him play in all three. The Leafs next game is Monday in Florida by the way. The Leafs end their season with three games in four nights Monday in Florida, second half of a back-to-back they get Tampa. Who the heck decided that? Thanks a lot! And then on Thursday it's their last game of the season against the Red Wings. So, cap friendly's pretty smart. Hopefully that's what happens. I highly doubt the Leafs plan on going the rest of the season with Jet Alexander as the backup. Because here's the thing, Ilya Samsonov went down uncomfortably and looked hurt. And the camera was on him a lot, and I was terrified, dude. Terrified because the Leafs literally—they're screwed without that guy. They're screwed. Joseph Wall, I'm comfortable with. Sammy's the starting goalie, man. He's the starting goalie. What about Matt Murray? What, what, what about Matt Murray? Right now, I think Matt Murray is the third best goalie in the Leafs organization. So if Cap Friendly is right, uh, Sammy should play. Uh, no, I think my answer's still zero games. I know there's a back-to-back situation. Dude, he can't. Do not play him! Maybe the final game of the season or something to freshen him up. You can, under no circumstances can you play Ilya Samsonov against the Tampa Bay Lightning on Tuesday. They are going to run him constantly because they're not stupid. And even if they don't, you can't why on earth would you risk it? Now what made me feel better is for the rest of the game Samsonov had to move around a little bit and he looked comfortable. He was moving well, he was popping up well, he he looked fine. But when he first went down I was extremely scared, the playoffs start in nine days and I don't need to end up in the hospital before that nine days expires! Now what else happened in that game that we haven't brought up yet? Wayne Simmons was in the lineup. Now I, I assume he'll play at least one of these next three games, I don't know. Uh, on the road and everything but this is very likely the last game he plays as a Leaf in Toronto it's very likely unless they face a ton of injuries in the playoffs I can't see him playing another game in Scotiabank Arena I think that was a good gesture it was a final farewell it was something he deserved and by the way let the record show dude he completely cold cocked (laughs) Friggin' Michael Pozzetta with oh gruesome, gruesome down to the final moments of his career this guy. Wayne Train, it's been a hell of a ride dude. If you only caught the last bit of Wayne Simmons career, you, maybe you're younger, you know maybe you're ending high school or something, dude. DUDE. Go back and watch some prime Wayne Simmons with the flyers, that 2012 series against the Penguins. DUDE. This dude was doing all of that worse, and hitting a lot more, and potting 30. Like he was automatic. Every team wanted him. Everyone thought they were drafting the next one of them. But there was only one Wayne Simmons. Simmons got into another dust up later in the game and that had Sheldon Keefe hot under the collar. Joel Edmondson cross checks Michael Bunting in the back from behind. Now, that's sorta of not surprising at all, that's what Joel Edmondson does if the NHL rulebook was called ever at all ever. Uh, he wouldn't be in the league. And it's because of the league that Joel Edmondson believes he can just get away with this all the time. Speaking of Joel Edmondson and Wayne Simmons, remember when Edmondson cross-checked Wayne Simmons in the face during the Leafs-Habs playoff series and got a fine? He got a fine! Mike Hoffman recently made a great point about the league not having any consistency when it came to cross checks in the head. YES MIKE! ABSOLUTELY! So Captain Crosscheck comes over and he hits Michael Bunting from behind. And Michael Bunting fell down so that must mean that he dove. Or something. I don't know. Wayne Simmons comes over and there's a brouhaha and at the end of it all, in the penalty box, it's Joel Edmondson, Wayne Simmons, and Dang! Now if you watch Watch Hockey Night in Canada with Steve Dangle on the Sports Night YouTube channel, you'll know that when that happened and it resulted in a Habs power play, I had my hands up and was going what did he do? These are the penalties by the way. Joel Edmondson unsportsmanlike conduct against Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting unsportsmanlike conduct against Joel Edmondson served by Mitch Marner. Wayne Simmons roughing against Joel Edmondson. Joel Edmondson cross-checking against Michael Bunting. Wayne Simmons roughing against Joel Edmondson uh, again. What adds to the confusion there is I spoke to Mike Stevens from the Hockey News who was actually at the game and he swears up and down that the call on the ice was roughing against Bunting. There were a lot of penalties he could be mistaken, who knows. But what what are you talking about? Embellishment's a penalty right? Like if, if it's embellishing they could have just called it that. But Bunge got unsportsmanlike! Just like Joel Edmondson like like the, the refs just looked at those two and went these are the same. Nothing for Armia for pulling it. Simmons being the third man in on a fight like Nothing, how do the Habs come out of that sequence with a power play? So, as a result, Sheldon Keefe blows a gasket like, like th- this. This is here. Can I show you a picture? Look at that. Look at that grumpy, grumpy man. He was very upset. Now, there was some talk online of like, this is why everyone hates the Leafs, and like, you yeah, okay, you might have a point because Sheldon Keefe is completely blowing a gasket when the Leafs are up like five, six, one, something like that in a game that straight up does not matter. If it was 4-4, 3-3, if it was tied, deadlocked, it would not matter. But he's completely losing his mind and you know maybe you should save your bullets in that instance and try to get into the refs good graces. For the Habs fans that said that, you're not even wrong but I think the context with Sheldon Keefe and Michael Bunting is important. This just happened. With bunting. This just happened. And Keefe like straight up said to the media like Kyle Dubas is gonna deal with it, whatever. Well whether Dubas did or didn't deal with it, here's another game, Bunting takes a cross check to the back again, falls again, so it must be diving I guess again? So nothing has changed. Like dude, Edmondson cross checking I get, Simmons roughing I get, how do the Habs come out of that with a power play? Like on principle, on principle right? Did it affect that game? No. But this is a stressful topic I think internally for the Toronto Maple Leafs and their coaching staff because I think they want to use this guy. They'd like to give this guy top six minutes. They can't do it! They can't do it because of the way he's called. Well that's his fault. It's yeah yeah all right it is his fault but the dude has been paying a debt that does not seem like it can be paid off. I don't think it had anything to do with the game. I think it had everything to do with principle and uh Uh, This is not a problem you fixed before the playoffs. I don't know how you're gonna get people to call Bunting properly. Uh, I don't, I don't know. And last, what I think a lot of you came for, this quote after the game. Jet Alexander, he plays in the NHL, he plays 70 seconds in the NHL. That is 70 more seconds than any of us will ever play in the NHL. He's gonna get to keep the jersey, he's gonna get to say that I played in the NHL! That's so cool! It's a magical moment and after the game. Chris Weidman is asked about it in the Habs locker room. And regarding the Leafs bringing in ATO Jet Alexander, Chris Weidman said, they'll get what they deserve in a few weeks. Wow! That's, that's a spicy quote and it got the hockey world talking. So let me help you all with the first part. Uh, Chris Weidman plays for the Montreal Canadiens. I'm sure you didn't know that so I thought I'd let you know. Second of all, you have the whole Habs locker room to talk to and you talk to Chris Weidman? Did no one else want to talk? And listen, I think this is a little bit of fun from a guy trying to stir up trouble on the Leafs most historic uh rival. And I think Habs fans probably love Chris Weidman because of what he said. And I meant what I said earlier about the Habs are a young and up and coming rising team. They're gonna be good. And when they're good, they ain't gonna have Chris Weidman. He is a 33 year old right-handed defenseman who has made a career off of being an alleged offensive defenseman and he has zero goals in 44 games this year. He had a good thing going in Ottawa and then he screwed it up by being one of the main parts of that uber story with the senators where they were riding around and talking crap about all their coaches and everything. And after a few years in the AHL and the KHL he's back with the Habs because they're like hey we need bodies but when they have any aspirations of being even kind of good, He ain't gonna be a half. So hopefully he didn't talk crap about any of his coaches in a cab in Nizhny Novgorod he's gonna have to go back because he might be back in that league if he's back in a league. And enough talking crap about him because like who cares. Leaf fans as opposed to what? He's, no one likes us man! No one likes us! So we have to like us! Enough with the infighting! Enough with all of it! The playoffs are around the corner! And I along with Chris Weidman will eagerly watch from the couch. And when we watch the game from our couch, Leafs Nation needs to be a nation united! Nobody likes us and that's the way it should be. Do I know if the Leafs are gonna win their first round against the Tampa Bay Lightning? No I do not. But, if they do, just add this to the list of reasons why it'll be great questions. What kind of diapers do you think Chris Weidman uses? correct answer is it's Chris Weidman, who cares. Do they put Jet Alexander's name on the cup? Yeah. Should Gustafson replace Riley on PP1? Yeah Eric Gustafson had three assists tonight for the Leafs, that was great. Um, I- I'm gonna say this as um, no there's no good way to say it. It was the Habs. Like it was the April 2023 Habs. That There's a lot of guys who could have put that up. Do you think Wayne Simmons will retire after this season? Yeah, I do. Uh, unless he plays in the minors with the Marlies, which I don't think he needs to at all. Yeah, no, I I think he's retiring. He's gonna turn 35 this year, and I know that because we're the same age. Ow. And I can't imagine how much his body hurts, because mine is sore because I've been on this exercise ball for too long. Oh, let's end with this! Any bets on the next Leaf to attempt a Michigan? And the first Leaf to score one? I think if Matheson wasn't there, Camp had a chance. I totally forgot about that! David Camp tried the Michigan! I saw a left-handed guy with a number that ends with four and I'm like oh Austin went for the Michigan. <laughs> it was David Camp. I still think it's Austin, he's gonna be trying it but Camp earnestly trying the Michigan because he was in a position where it made sense. That. That's so much more disrespectful than Jet Alexander in the final 70 seconds of the game. David Kampf. David Kampf. Imagine. So, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video, click subscribe if you really liked it, tell all your friends David Camp tried the Michigan.